Hi, everyone. This is Cosmic News with astrologer Tish Aitken, and it is May 3rd, 2021. And I'm here today to talk about the astrology for the week and for the month ahead, because this is going to be a wild month with a lot of adventure, a lot of change and intensity, and just so much to talk about. So to begin with, uh, early today, we had Mercury, which is the planet of communication and information, thoughts and ideas, as well as transportation, among other things. Square Jupiter, which is the Grand Benefic, and is currently transiting in the fixed air sign of Aquarius. And the two squared one another at 5.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, Mercury changes signs by the end of today, and it actually is going to enter the mutable air sign of Gemini, where it loves to be, and it's actually going to be transiting in Gemini for over two months. It's going to be there until July 11th, and it right now is at the final degree of Taurus, and it's uh, squaring Jupiter, which is currently at the final degree of Aquarius, and uh, Uranus is the modern ruler of the sign of Aquarius. It's actually the higher octave of Mercury. It deals with chaos and brilliance and ingenuity, and we are in the new age of Aquarius uh, because Saturn, which takes approximately 28 and a half to 30 years to orbit, met up with Jupiter, which takes approximately 12 years to transit. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion and abundance. And the two meet up every 20 years to form a new vision. And the two met up on the winter solstice on December 20th at zero degrees of Aquarius and ushered in this new age of Aquarius, which is all about ingenuity and technology, sorry, technology and community, among other things. It's really about seeking connection in a new world. But we've all been functioning in a very rapid pace, and that's been emphasized for a long time. On and off, we were dealing with Saturn in Aquarius, because it did briefly enter Aquarius on uh, March 23rd, and it was there until July 1st of 2020. And that's when most areas of the country and the world implemented social distancing. And Aquarius, among other things, represents socializing and interacting with people. And it also rules technology. And that is when a lot of people were suddenly doing meetings for business or for classes with their kids or however they were connecting with friends via Zoom and other new modes of technology to stay connected and to get business going and to continue functioning. And now we're in the new age of Aquarius and Saturn will be touring here through March 7th of 2023. And it's going to bring undoubtedly will bring new platforms for all of us to interact, whether it's through business, new ways to promote yourself uh, for professional reasons, definitely new platforms for musicians, because I think that's one area that's been lacking so far. 
dealing more with copyright issues of technology. Uh, you know, no matter what, we have to make peace with the fact that this is going to be a huge surge in technology the next couple of years. And Jupiter has been bringing this rapid and expedient change since Jupiter entered Aquarius on December 19th, and it's now at the final degree, and it's going to briefly enter the mutable water sign of Pisces. That's really wild, too. And I know I'm all over the place, and I've been talking about a lot of different things at once, but that's kind of the tone of what we're all going to be dealing with in the near future, because a, we began the day with Mercury squaring Jupiter, and Mercury is communication, and it rules the signs of Gemini, where Mercury is about to enter Gemini uh, later today, and it also rules the mutable Earth sign of Virgo, where it's more about work and being of service and uh, analysis. But uh, Mercury squaring Jupiter broadens our view, and it broadens our vision. And for all of us uh, in the new age of Aquarius, and even with Saturn and Jupiter, having met up the very first degree of the fixed air sign of Aquarius, this is the closest they met up in over 800 years, bringing in a whole new vision. And uh, in the next 200 years, they're going to meet up sequentially every 20 years in an air sign. And all of the air signs are uh, focused on communication and learning and teaching. Aquarius is about the limitless potential through technology and machines, and it can be seen as more distant or, or remote. Even though it's about networking and friends, it also can be more about acquaintances, and its focus is very much on the individual as well as being part of the collective. In the sign of Gemini, Mercury is focused on, well, it's in its rulership to begin with, and it is focused on uh, teaching and learning and local activity, local neighborhood and community. And it's very much focused on dispersing information and transportation and local tourism and uh, communication in all forms. And it also uh, represents siblings and cousins. And in the sign of Libra, that's a cardinal air sign. And that's uh, an air sign that's centered on partnering with others. And obviously, to really partner, you have to have strong communication. And Libra is uh, kind of like the iron fist in the velvet glove, but it does so with diplomacy and generally with very good uh, communicative skills and abilities. So... Now we're dealing in a time where we are in the new age of Aquarius, but we've been for a good portion of the year moving very quickly. And many people have been saying, I can't believe it's May, you know, that we're talking about whether it's talking about the astrology of May or plans coming up. Well, it is May. And we are now in a time where, uh, really since, um, uh, I believe it was the middle, actually it was February 22nd, Mercury Station Direct. So we haven't had any planets retrograde since the end of February. 
and Pluto, which is the planet of death and regeneration and intensity and power, station retrograde on April 27th. And we felt that build up five days before, and we're starting to feel that energy pass now. But that began the month of May, and that is the planet of power and transformation. And it occurred the day after the full moon in Scorpio. And that full moon in Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. And Pluto urges each of us to purge things that are not serving us, to release release the toxicity, which, you know, makes us toxic and definitely disempowers us. And it's really about finding your power through, you know, facing the wounds and the painful emotions or situations that you've been experiencing. And it never feels great to, to face pain, obviously, but... Uh, the only way to really heal is to do so. And uh, that full moon packed a huge punch because it directly set off the, uh, we have another energy that each of us is working with this year on the collective. The two rulers of Aquarius are Saturn and Uranus. Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius and Uranus is the modern ruler. Saturn is about rules and regulations. It's about structures in our lives, responsibility and karma. Uranus is about freedom and innovation and ingenuity and connection. And the two are very different types of energy and different planets. And yet they both rule the sign of Aquarius. Uranus is the modern ruler and Saturn is the ancient ruler. And the two squared one another on February 17th at seven degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. And for any of you that have planets or angles between five and nine degrees of the fixed signs, you would feel that the most. And the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And that is an unsettling energy. And that occurred on the day of the big power outage that occurred in the month in, in Texas on February 17th. Now we're going to be dealing with that energy again in the month of June on February 14th. Sorry, February on June 14th. And at that time, Saturn will be at 13 degrees of Aquarius and Uranus will be at 13 degrees of Taurus. With Uranus, you can expect the unexpected, but it underscores the fact that with all the ingenuity possible this year in this age of Aquarius, all the possibilities to connect, because Aquarius is about seeking new friendships, seeking new possibilities and connections, new ways of doing things, upgrading your technology in whatever field you're in, uh, whether you're in the more corporate world the more creative world. Each of us is using new and better technology, and that will definitely be the pace of the next few years. But with the Saturn Uranus square, some things could get shattered. Uh, that, you know, energy, uh, it could be 
regarding something maybe you've been working on in your own life and that comes apart and it doesn't happen just as you thought it would, but maybe it's even better. Uh, with Uranus, it's the great awakener. It makes us see things in a way that sometimes, obviously none of us wants to experience chaos, but sometimes chaos is our, be- our best teacher because when we see it in that way, if we weren't shaken up and thrown around, we would never stop to think and, 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 and do something about it. We would just remain complacent. And that is one of the worst things to be in life is to be complacent. And I think after the year we've had, none of us, that's not an adjective many of us have is the word complacent. So I think that, uh, in all of the sadness and all the difficulty we've experienced now is a time to really figure how are we going to build community? We're halfway in the year. Jupiter now, which has been in Aquarius, and I've never seen Jupiter transit an entire sign. And it right now is at 28 degrees of Aquarius. And right now we're at, uh, we now have Mercury entering the sign of Gemini at 1049 PM tonight, Eastern daylight time. So Mercury, which is the cosmic messenger, will be transiting in Gemini until July 11th. And uh, today, the sun in Taurus squared Saturn at 6.02 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And the sun is still in the sign of Taurus until May 20th. And uh, it squared Saturn, which is now at the final degree. Saturn is going to actually station retrograde on May 23rd at 13 degrees of, of uh, Aquarius. So it's at the final degree of where it's going to be. It's going to uh, station at, I think, uh, 13 degrees and 31 minutes of, uh, well, I can tell you exactly, of Aquarius. And uh, and so this is now for each of us also uh, for us to figure out how are we structuring our goals. Saturn is technically in its dignity in Aquarius. So it's not as harsh and, and restrictive as when it's in, Cap- yeah, as when it's in Capricorn. Uh, yes, it will be stationing at 13 degrees and 31 minutes of Aquarius on May 23rd. So Saturn's, you know, slowing down and, uh, having us all focus on what we want to structure. Uh, we've got on, uh, so today we're also focusing on the reality of what we haven't been able to accomplish yet with Saturn and Jupiter in the sign of brilliance. There are a lot of businesses that do still need to be reinvented. There are businesses that need to be invented altogether. There are people that are still needing to learn new skills and need to reinvent their entire lives. So, uh, so we're halfway through this mark of Jupiter in Aquarius. Yet, uh, I think the beauty in this is that Mercury is in Gemini for a couple of months. Now it is technically going to be retrograde for a while, but that's not a bad thing. That's a time when uh, a lot of people from many different avenues of our lives will resurface, but it's about going back to the basics. Maybe you're brushing up on very basic things 
things you learned in school. Maybe you're going back to taking classes. Maybe you're reconnecting with people you worked with a long time ago. Or uh, maybe you're thinking of taking something up that you've never studied before and you want to hone your skills and learn. Uh, it's a time of getting involved in local community. And I think that's uh, relevant to any of us anywhere we live. And yet in the age of Aquarius, it's infinite community as well. So the beauty in this is that through technology, many different places that are struggling to rebuild uh, wherever and however they're doing that, they can connect with places throughout the world that might be working on similar projects and exchange ideas and brainstorm internationally in a way that maybe was never possible as they rebuild their local communities. And I think there's quite a beauty in that, actually. And uh, Jupiter uh, entering, well, let's see, before that, let's get to the fact that we've got Venus trining Pluto on May 6th of this week. That happens at 7.25 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, as you all recall, Pluto just stationed retrograde and uh, uh, Venus uh, squared Saturn uh, last, uh, it was the week, it was the day before the full moon in Scorpio. So that wasn't very fun. And Mercury also squared Saturn that day. So now we've got uh, Venus trining Pluto, which is very transformative and healing around love and around money and uh, uh, good conversation and communication uh, that gets to the bottom of things. And if things have not been dealt with, helps to get to that point. And on that day, the North Node of Destiny forms a very helpful aspect to Chiron, the wounded healer. So a lot of healing around communication on the 6th of May. And then on May 8th, we've got Venus squaring Jupiter early uh, at 9.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Those are the two benefics of the Zodiac. And Venus is at a late degree of Taurus squaring Jupiter, the grand benefic. And the moon is in Aries, cardinal fire, a lot of activity and action moving ahead that day. And then Venus, which is the planet of love and value and beauty, enters the sign of Gemini at 10.01 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And it'll transit there until June 2nd. And now we've got two planets transiting in Gemini. We've got Mercury, the planet of communication, which will be there for a couple of months. And we've got Venus, which will be there a little under a month. So good social energy, good for connecting and communication of all forms. On May 10th, Mercury forms a helpful sextile to Chiron, the wounded healer. And that's also helpful around communication and thinking uh, around healing work and uh, uh, good around all forms of, of uh, communication. And then there's a very manifesting new moon that occurs on May 11th. And that new moon occurs at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 21 degrees and 18 minutes of the fixed Earth sign of Taurus. And this is a very manifesting new moon for a few reasons. 
First of all, we're now all in eclipse season in the month of May. And this is a heightened time of change and major beginnings and endings. And often dramatic life events can occur in a flash. And that energy can happen in the beginning of the month. For some, it could happen at the end of April. And that can happen, you know, within a couple of months of eclipses. It's not always on the day of an eclipse, but it brings a, a sense of change. And also eclipses can be very revealing. They can bring things to light and make us see things in a way that we never saw them before. And in that way, they remind me of the planet Uranus. When you're experiencing a Uranus transit, or in the case of all of us right now, we're dealing in the new age of Aquarius, and Uranus is the modern ruler and the main ruler of Aquarius, and Saturn is squaring Uranus three times this year, and we're seeing the volatility and the unpredictability of Uranus, but we're also seeing the infinite promise that it has as well. And with all of this, you know, we're dealing with, um, you know, the fact that eclipses like Uranus, you know, during eclipse season and in May and June, we're having the eclipses. There's going to be a lot of activity. If you know, uh, well, the first eclipse is going to occur on May 26th. That's going to be at five degrees and 26 minutes of the five of the lunar, sorry, it's going to be a total lunar eclipse at five degrees and 26 minutes of the mutable fire sign of Sagittarius. Look to see where that is in your chart. If you know your time of birth, there are several services online where you just plug in your birth information and your time of birth and look to see where Sagittarius is and where the early degrees of Sagittarius are. Uh, a lunar eclipse occurs when the earth comes between the sun and the moon and completely covers the moon. And yet they bring things to light. They often make us see things in a way that we've never seen before. And uh, sometimes eclipses can eclipse people out of our lives. So if you're having relationship issues right now, and you know already that's going on leading into this month, and you want to give this a little time, this isn't the time to suddenly pressure somebody and be like, where is this going? Unless you really want to know the answer. You're really at a point where, okay, you know, if this is not going anywhere or, you know, uh, um, I, I want to know one way or another. That's one thing. If you really just need to get finality. But I think for some people, you know, especially given the year we're in, if you're at a point where you can be patient and things are going pretty well, but there are areas you want to work on, whether it's at a job, whether it's in a relationship, I would say during eclipse periods, that's not a time to have that conversation of where is this going? It's more of a time to see what's revealed. What does the universe bring to light for you? The lunar eclipse at the end of May is at five degrees and 26 minutes of Sagittarius. That's a sign of truth. That's a sign of learning. And later in the year, we're going to have a total solar eclipse on December 4th, and that's going to be at 12 degrees 
of Sagittarius. Well, right now, as I'm doing this podcast, the south node of karma is transiting at 12 degrees of Sagittarius. So right now, we may be getting information of some things we're working with that come to light by the end of the year. And the south node is where we want to release. And the north node is more where we want to go towards. And the nodes of fate are transiting in Gemini and Sagittarius until January of next year. And we work with both. We vacillate between the North Node and the South Node. But the North Node in Gemini is more about connecting locally and uh, uh, teaching and learning. And, and the South Node in Sagittarius is also about, you know, gathering information and promotion. Uh, it may be where, you know, long distance travel has been more challenged and uh, issues like that. But they both deal with education and learning. And I think that, you know, again, that's where we're really focusing with the age of Aquarius is our, uh, our ability to learn and evolve with technology, whether we like it or not. It's also our ability to connect in real life. I think that's with Uranus transiting in the fixed earth sign of Taurus. Taurus rules mother earth and it rules uh, it rules things that are physical. And uh, as much as we are becoming more of a virtual world professionally, I think that more and more we're going to try to seek connection in meaningful ways. I think we're all trying to do that. And that's where I feel that Jupiter and Pisces is going to be a beautiful uh, part of this puzzle over the summer because so we know that Mercury is in Gemini a couple of months, and it's bringing lots of information. Mercury in Gemini can be very gossipy. It gives a lot of information, deals a lot with neighborhood and maybe people you grew up with, people from the past, uh, uh, all sorts of conversations and a lot of different options and choices. Then we have a lunar eclipse at the end of the month in the sign of Sagittarius, maybe bringing something to light that you didn't realize. Maybe it's bringing fruition to something you've been working on. Uh, lunar eclipses tend to bring things to completion, but I've seen major beginnings happen on a full moon eclipse, which a lunar eclipse is, and I've seen major endings occur on a solar eclipse, which is a new moon eclipse, because to have a beginning, we have to have an ending and vice versa. And the more I've studied eclipses, the more I've seen both occur, you know, but we know that there's going to be a lot of change occurring in May and June and a lot of high activity and there can be heightened anxiety during this time as well. And we know that, which is quite remarkable, Jupiter, which is the grand benefic, is actually transiting the entire sign of Aquarius and entering the sign of Pisces on May 13th, where it will be until July 29th. And Jupiter rules the mutable water sign of Pisces in ancient astrology. And it's through expansion, through compassion and empathy. And with Jupiter and Aquarius, which we've all been experiencing since December 19th of last year, it's a great placement for connecting with other people. And it is expanding through humanitarianism and and focusing on society and, and definitely on community. But again, it can be more remote. It is very cerebral, very scientific and intellectual. 
even though it's unpredictable. It's like the mad scientist. It's very brilliant energy. In Pisces, it's about emotion. It's about uh, feelings and sympathy. It's about creativity and psychic ability and intuition. It's about the arts. The lower form, it's about deception and confusion and fear and escapism. On the higher form, it is ascetic love. It's selflessness and it is magical creativity. And I think this year, <coughs> pardon me, excuse me, could be in many ways a composite of both the 60s and the early 90s with its own individual twist, of course, because this is a new age. But there's the chaos and brilliance of the 1960s inherent in this time because this is a uh, an uncharted time and it is a, a very difficult time. And there's the digital revolution of the early 90s as well that I think is very, very strong in the next couple of years. But with Jupiter entering Pisces on and off this year, it exits on July 29th and it re-enters on uh, December 29th. It'll be there through May 10th of next year. And then it re-enters later in the year. Uh, at the final degrees of Pisces, it's actually going to get to, uh, to the degrees close to the fixed star of Shiat, uh, at the end of 2022. And I think that will be dealing with healing on another level of loss. And, and, you know, a lot of what we've experienced with the Capricorn tail, with Saturn and Pluto meeting up at the world access, and this occurred last January of 2020, we're all going to be healing from that for a long time. So I think that Jupiter and Pisces slows us all down a little bit this summer. Although, you know, we are in eclipse time and eclipses are a heightened time of activity. So, you know, things do move very quickly. And again, life-changing events, very dramatic events can happen in a flash. You can get unexpected news that comes out of nowhere. There can be major promotions, major new beginnings, major breakups, moves, uh, hearing from somebody out of the blue, faded encounters and opportunities. It's a time to pay attention to. It's a lot of activity. And then we've got Jupiter, the luckiest planet, and the sign of faith and compassion and creative magic. So let's all expand together through magic. We're going to be uh, experiencing Mercury in, in Gemini. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to retrograde on May 29th. So it's going to be in its shadow for the first eclipse on May 26th. And then the second eclipse will be a solar eclipse on June 10th. That will be at 19 degrees of Gemini. And Mercury will definitely be retrograde at that time in the sign of Gemini, giving us a lot more information. So this will be a very, very busy time of learning, communication, and finding out a lot of news. So I wish you all a lot of luck. It's an exciting week, and uh, I think Jupiter and Pisces is going to be a beautiful transit for all of us.